Hi everyone, and welcome to Making It Count with Christina and Will, where we explore real ways to make your hard-earned money count today and every day. No matter your financial goals, we want to offer practical tips and insider tricks to help you accomplish them. Along the way, we'll learn from our local financial experts, answer listener-submitted questions, and share our own money experiences. So together, let's make Make it it count. count. Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Making It Count. This season, we're introducing the Money Plus mini-series where we tackle big financial topics over three shorter episodes. That's right, and this is part one of our Money Plus the Holiday series. Today, we are going to be focusing on how to financially prepare for the holiday season. What a great topic to kick off our second season. To help us out, we've got two special guests that know a thing or two about credit and financial wellness, and I can't wait to introduce them. But wait, Will, there's more. Is there more? There is more. But wait, it's like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Uh, Before we start off and kick off this episode, I have a fun fact and a deep question. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay. So did you know that 32.8 million real Christmas trees were sold in 2018? Whoa. I know. Whoa. So my question to you is real Christmas tree or fake Christmas tree? So I grew up with only artificial fake Christmas trees. Okay. And they were fine. But when I got my own apartment and I'm in my own life now and I have to have my own Christmas tree and I don't have to have a Christmas tree, but I have to, (laughs) I get only real Christmas trees because it's like, I didn't have that when I was a kid. Now I'm like, okay, I need this now. You need to have that. I Christmas need, and tree. I love the smell of a live tree. That's true. I mean, there's there's nothing better than a live smell, like the smell of a live Christmas tree. But then I think of it fiscal, like I don't want to spend $120 on a Christmas tree when I could be spending it on like my kids and then vacuuming those the little the little the, needles. Oh, the needles. Well, you gotta make sure like, you soak your tree. You gotta soak your tree really well. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, they sell their trees at a much better price. But I should say that you should support your local businesses as well. (laughs) And that's it, guys. And that's that's all the tips I have for Christmas tree buying. (laughs) But on a serious note, U.S. households spend an average of $1,496 during the holiday season last year. That's just like blows my mind. So do you have a special savings category ready for gift giving? What do you think, Christina? <laughs> I'm going to say you don't. You're right. I don't. You're, uh, no, I definitely do not. <laughs> I am guessing, though, that you being the person who pays her 13th mortgage payment now every year probably does have a special savings account just for this. I don't. Oh, I I know. But maybe I'll learn that today. And our guests can help us, you know, give us tips about doing that. Maybe I should. I mean, it's so easy to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to do until I see the money there. And I'm like, I don't want to wait till Christmas. Exactly. Well, Will, this is the perfect segue to introduce our two guests for this episode. Because, you know, we have the smartest, most financially savvy guests like anywhere. The best. Everywhere. So the first one I'd love to introduce is Heidi Polly. She is from Addition Financial 
and she's a certified credit counselor and financial coach. Welcome, hello, Heidi. Hello. Hi, Heidi. Tell us about Hi. yourself. Thank you guys for having me. Um, this is such a privilege to be a part of this topic, which is so important during the holidays, because again, we don't want anybody going into debt to buy Christmas presents or holiday gifts. So, Will, for you, I've got some great tips um, <laughs> on how to start saving and preparing for the upcoming season. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got to first oh you know, jump in with some goodness. And this is what I do with my members. I get them prepared on how to financially handle these sorts of unexpected events, you know, holidays, emergency funds. So I'm happy to be part of this guiding and educating process. Perfect. Awesome. And we also have with us today, Rod Griffin, the Senior Director of Consumer Education and Advocacy from Experian. Hi, Rod. Hey, well, Christina, how are you? Thanks for having me. And I'm thrilled to be here and, and be part of the conversation. Uh, I think the senior part just refers to my age, unfortunately, these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, we're so happy to have both of you today. And I think we just jump in, right? Yeah. All right. So here's our first question. Um, As you've spoken to clients and members over the course of the year, I'm sure you've noticed many changes or trends on how people are planning to prepare for financially for the holidays. Have you guys noticed any trends? Uh, Well, for myself, um, I know that this year has been a bit of a struggle for so many people. Um, So I have talked to um, many members who really are relying, unfortunately, on the credit card aspects of it for the season. Um, Savings isn't really something they've, you know, prepared for or they've used through this season. So that's a different conversation that we have on how to properly prepare for using credit during the season. But it seems like that's kind of going to be the trend. Yeah, and I would reiterate that. I think people are considering what 2020 brought. Uh, it was it's caused a lot of us to change our approach in a lot of ways. It's uh, you know thinking about how we save, how do we use credit. You know, we always talk about credit as a financial tool and debt being the financial problem, especially during the holidays. And we want to make sure that that people are making good choices and understand how to use credit to their advantage. With the the economic realities, especially with COVID this year, I think people are really looking at how they can manage their credit well and their finances going into the new year and evaluating how they're spending for the holidays. So really important. So as we all know, the holiday season is in full swing. Uh, What are some last minute savings tips you could give our listeners as they approach the next two months? Yeah, and the two months doesn't sound like very much time, and it, it goes so fast. But there are some things you can do. I, you know, first, I always tell people set a budget or a spending plan if you don't like to call it a budget. Give it a name you like, but you need to know how much you have to spend and how much you need to save uh, at, as a starting point. And then, what we do in my family is set spending limits. I mean, I have a huge family; I have seven grandkids, so. We have spending limits that help us budget. So everybody knows kind of where we'll, how much we can spend on each person. And that helps us set a target and kind of understand what kind of gift buying we can do. So, you know, set spending limits uh, for each person, understand what you have uh, to, to 
going out uh, and use that as a, a basis for starting to save. Uh, might mean giving up some of the Christmas cookies and the and the candy, which is really hard for me to do, but uh, sometimes we do. So a little less fudge for me is always a good thing. That's not a good thing. I don't like little less fudge. I like more fudge. Yeah. Well, my doctor says it's a good thing. <laughs> well, that is one thing we are not. We are not doctors, so no. I would listen to him, not us. Yes. <laughs> um, and Rod, I agree 100%. The best thing that anybody can do is create that budget. Um, I've worked with so many members, and one particular that sticks out is... You know, when you work with someone who's never created a budget, doesn't know where to start, you actually discover that you get an increase in your paycheck. When you know where your money is going and how you're spending it, uh, then you do see that, wow, maybe um, I'm eating out a little too much. So I helped a member discover that they had an extra $200 a month uh, that they could save. So I cannot emphasize enough how creating a budget is ultimately most important. You got to know where your money's going. This time of year can really sneak up on us. Just like Rod said, I mean, it seems like it's far away, but it's really around the corner, the holidays. So what if your gift giving list is longer than our wallet is wide? What's a, is it a good idea to, to use credit cards and loans to pay for gifts? Well, um, I'm going to have to say you want to evaluate your list. Um, I mean, really, especially in these times here in 2020, does great uncle Bob really need to get a gift? Um, can't you just go to, you know, the dollar store or someplace like that and get something, make something? So I'm going to say you definitely evaluate who really is important to shop for. Um, I totally agree with that. Christina's not getting a gift this year. <laughs> Um, well. In the name of economic safety and smart financial, I don't really know what I'm saying, but yes, <laughs> just saying words. You're that chopping point. me off. I'm chopping list. you off the list. Fine. I'm chopping everyone off the list. No, no Christmas gifts. Will was actually my secret Santa last year. I was. He gave a fabulous gifts, so I'm very disappointed that you cut me off of your list. <laughs> or pick a flower from outside. There you go. You know. Use your resources. My kid. So I have two. Rod, I know you have lots of grandchildren. I've got two young kids. So what we've done since they were little is we take them to the dollar store and we have them shop for each other and me and my husband and the grandparents. And it's so fun because it's like it's the dollar store. Like you could go ham on like the whole dollar store and you walk out there spending like 20 bucks. And it's cool to see like my son bought me a brush and like, and it, and he always gets my husband spicy food. So it's cool to almost see like, what do they really think about us? And it only costs us like 20 bucks. So I, that's sorry. Fun parent tip. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great tip. I mean, you watch when kids are growing up, you as parents, we all discover that we invest our time and energy and money in this fantastic gift and they open it up and they take it out of the box and they set it aside and then they play with the box. And so it's, you know, it's like, oh, so it's not so much what you're getting. It's the experience too. And I think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about the money all the time. Uh, you know, it's not getting the most fantastic, expensive thing. It's about giving things to people you care about and, and showing that you care about them. 
but you know, I, you've, we've all mentioned lists, so I'll jump in on the list too. I always say you should be like Santa and you know, make a list, check it twice. So use naughty and nice. Um, everybody in my family is always nice, so it, it's it's hard for Santa. But um, you know, they they but you have to be you have to plan. And if you're thinking about using credit, it can help you through a difficult time. And it can also help you save you money in, at times. So if you're shopping for holiday gifts and you're thinking about using credit, you go back to that budget. You have to know how much you're going to spend. If you're going to use credit to stretch your dollars, you have to know when you're going to pay back that debt, how you're going to pay it back. And you also have to think about what you're going to have to give up in the future because using credit is always a trade-off. It's about delaying something else or not getting something else later until you pay off that debt. At the same time, you may see offers for instant credit at a store and you can get a 10% or 20% discount. That might work for you if you are not carried away by it. Buy, you know, Get one card and get that discount at a store where you're buying lots of things and take advantage of that and then turn around and pay it in full so you're not taking on debt. It can be a great way to use credit to your advantage. So think about things like that too. Can you use credit not to take on debt but to actually save you money and give you advantage, cash back, those sorts of things that that help you uh, stretch your dollars. And that's that's a really good point in terms of like using credit to your advantage. So in that case, if we do plan on using credit for holiday spending, how do we prevent the easy way in of overspending? Because I feel like that it's so easy when you get to that point, even if you do make that list and check it twice, you're at Target and you're looking at that last time and you realize, oh my God, like this would be so cool to buy. And then you end up overspending on your red card or whatever you have. You I don't a have cart a red card. If you go to cartwheel, it might be on sale. Oh, oh I, totally doing a cartwheel I, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so is it possible to be generous and like financially responsible with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it goes back to that list. You have to be disciplined in your spending. Spending. You know, you have to have a budget. Make that list. Check it as you go along. Don't get distracted by the, the sale signs because you'll find out that you can, you can save yourself into debt too. So be careful about getting distracted. Stick to that list. Shop with a mission, uh, not you know, shop without, without goals because then you will overspend and it's really easy to do. You know, if you're like me at the store, you get distracted by the fudge that they always have stuff out, right? And you, oh boy, I want some of that too. Um, and I end up buying things for me and that's, that's never good. You know, I always, I, I fall off the list and add myself to it. That doesn't help either. So be disciplined, right? That's the main thing. Put sticky notes on yourself so you have it staring at your face. I'm giving myself $50 in this store. Write it on your arm, whatever it might be. So it's staring you in the face. Put it on your card so you know when you get up there, like, oh, I've got to calculate this before I get to that register because I may just be likely to just swipe it on. See, y'all are just so much better than me, I feel like. <laughs> I, I like... I will go out holiday shopping and buy like one gift and be like, all right, time to buy me a gift. And then like, that, yeah, you that's... can't do that because then you're spoiling somebody else's gift for you. Maybe. Yeah. OK, well, Heidi, you and I have children about the same age. Yes. So how do we and you, and you know, kids are like super serious about getting gifts for for the holidays. And I know my husband and I, when we used to go to 
you know, Toys R Us, RIP Toys R Us, but like you go in there and you're like, we're going to only do this. And then you buy way too much stuff. How can you teach kids that it's like, how do you, how do you teach kids moderation and appreciation for whatever level of gift giving a family can afford? So we've been very fortunate. I have instilled in my kiddos um, since they were super little that regardless of what they get for a gift, it's not about what it is, but it's to appreciate what they're actually getting. Um, Again, you know, growing up, it was the same thing. You know, we got one large gift and then a couple of smaller gifts. And for me, our holidays were more about the family time and spending time together. So that's something I've instilled in them early. But then comes the kids, their friends are saying, oh, well, we got this and got this. So it's having the conversation and setting expectations beforehand that it's not about what you're getting, um, but it's the thought that counts. And then we also do the angel tree. So we're making them a part of providing and giving back to you know others that don't have the luxury of having a family or you know getting lots of gifts. Yeah, and I think that's marvelous. And, and we try to do kind of the same things. You know, what's it mean? What does giving really mean? And to, to help people who truly need it. Uh, and we also work with our kids when we're shopping throughout the year too, to kind of give them that sense of how do you spend responsibly? Uh, so if you think about going back to school, which is we're all thinking about this year, maybe not doing it so much, but clothes shopping, we would give our, our granddaughters a set amount of money. That's their budget. And then we would go with them and they had to make choices. You know, you can buy one really expensive you know, name brand outfit, or you could get several that were on sale, but you only had so much to spend. And we got to kind of see that with our kids and some would spend on that one outfit and others, you know, they would kind of get more frugal and we kind of, and we do the same thing with Christmas shopping. We have, uh, you know, the, the kind of a budget that we set and everybody knows how much they can spend and it helps kind of understand that we all have limits and uh, you know that that money doesn't grow on the christmas tree that you know you have to think about uh, you know what's what you have to to work with and and so it's really about kind of teaching them along the way i think okay i have to know will you're totally the one that if your parents gave you money, you'd get the one expensive thing, right? I was literally about to say like, <laughs> that is like my parents took a very, like they knew us very well, like me and my sisters and like my sisters were probably more on the side of like, they would want to get as many things out of that amount of money as they could. So it would be like, let me go get sale items. And I'm the type of person that's like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I need like, I would rather have that one name brand, super nice thing then have like, you know, 10 others that are like off season or something like that's totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm totally the one who would, who would save their money and, and buy more things. What about you, Heidi? What kind of, what kind of save, like if I gave you $50, spend it on little things or whoa, how would you spend it? Well, we're hitting the clearance rack. Oh, we are bargain shopping. You're going to the back of the store. Person, Absolutely. You got to get more for your money. Absolutely. What about you, Rod? I'm kind of middle of the road, depends on what I need at the time. And, but, um, I can go cheap 
<laughs> it doesn't bother me too much. We have a granddaughter who's a negotiator, though, which is also fun to watch because she'll you know, they have a certain amount and she'll start negotiating with her sisters if they have money left over and you know what she'll do to maybe get them to give them some of their her her some of their money. And I've seen it work. It's remarkable. She is very clever. What? That girl's gonna go places. Wow, she's gonna like. She's gonna be go places. CEO. She's gonna like make so much money. Yeah, she is. Yeah, no, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's very tempting to apply for every special holiday credit card, or even nowadays, I really just feel like the credit card offers are just coming at you constantly, no matter what. So, what are some strategies we can use to evaluate these offers and kind of figure out which is the best to maybe go with, and and how do we approach that? Um, so with this one, it's, you know, it's really most important is not to be one to just jump in and take uh, the first offer that comes to you or to take anything that comes your way. Because again, credit card offers are constantly being thrown at you, whether it be in store, in the mail, it's emails. Um, so you want to make sure to really pay attention to the fine print you want to look at the um, interest rate if this is something that's planning on being kept um, is there an annual fee um, it's just really being smart um, I agree I think looking at your credit cards that you possibly have on hand first to evaluate those and see if there's if there's special cash back that you're getting that you're missing and not taking advantage of. That's such a great point because I think that's like the first thing that I always think of when I'm considering a new credit card, which is very rare for me nowadays. And I feel like I, I usually sit back and I'm like, well, I use this one for this. I'll use this one for long-term things. And I try to not, you know, let things sit or whatever. But having having a purpose for the credit card, like it's maybe not just about this one month out of the year we're spending a lot of money on gifts and whatnot it's you're you're not going to just close that card right away mm -hmm. and or you shouldn't i should say make it work for you and then a lot of times with those in-store offers is that really how often are you going to be shopping at that store when you could very well look at your credit cards that you currently have and you're actually getting more of a a, a discount essentially with the cards that you already have rod what are some strategies that you use yeah, it's kind of the same things. And the other, I would add that you should be thinking about your credit history, your credit report, and your credit scores along the way. If you're applying for lots of credit cards or credit offers, every time you do that and inquiries added, that can have a small effect on your scores, can drag them down. You're also looking at having new accounts with potentially very little history that could hurt your credit scores. So if you're thinking about making a major credit purchase in the coming year, for example, you might want to make be be careful about your changing your credit scores and taking on a lot of new credit because that could interfere with your future plans as well. So get your credit reports. You can get credit reports now once a week for free, so you can know exactly what's in there from Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, the big three credit reporting companies. Know what's there so that you can take care of your credit along the way. And agree with everything everybody else said. Pick cards that are going to work for you. What store are you going to shop at the most? Maybe where you're making the largest purchase in total, that may be the card you want to use to take advantage of the biggest discount. Uh, but be thoughtful about what cards you're using and think about why you're using those particular cards. 
Rada, I'm so glad you brought up about credit report and and the weekly. Now that we can do it weekly, we actually Will and I learned about that on our in season one. We did an episode about ID theft and and fraud prevention. And how, you know, keeping our, our money safe and, and pulling your credit report was one of those things to do. So in the holiday season, I'm sure is a prime time for hackers trying to take advantage, especially of online shopping. Is there any way that we can protect ourselves? The holidays are high shopping season for identity thieves, too. You're absolutely right. They love this time of year. And there are lots of things you can do. Uh, as you mentioned, check your credit report periodically. But on the front end, if you're shopping in a store, if you happen to be in person, make sure that when you're checking your account or filling out an application, there's not someone standing right behind you looking over your shoulder or worse with their camera phone over their shoulder, taking a picture of your application as you fill it out. They they call it shoulder surfing and they can capture your information right there, including passwords uh, and pin numbers and all sorts of things. So be aware of who's around you if you're in a physical situation. I mean, that's how I've stolen Christina's identity multiple <laughs> times now. It's worked very well and she hasn't ever caught on. So I'm kind of annoyed that you actually brought this up, Rod. It's, you're kind of spoiling you my, this yeah, this is how I have my credit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's messed up your side gig. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but it, and it's just, she should check her credit report. Then she might see some strange things there. It's crucial to, to check that credit report, know what's there. If you're shopping online, be sure you know, you know who you're working with, that it's a reputable organization, a, a, a retailer, that you're working on sites that are secured and, and that are known. Uh, be careful about emails you get that make offers that sound too good to be true and ask for personal information, probably fraud. So be thoughtful, make sure you use good passwords, make sure that you, uh, you know, are, are not sharing too much information. If they're asking for your social security number, find out why before you give it to them. And, you know, just be thoughtful about what you're, you're sharing. Another thing to think about that isn't really buying or selling necessarily, we're very busy on social media these days and we tend to overshare and you would be amazed at the kinds of information identity thieves capture from places like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with the photos you share and the information you're giving out. Like I'm going on vacation over the holidays and I won't be home from this date to this date. Probably not a good idea to share that information because now they know when to come visit your house when you're not home. That's one thing as we're talking about social media. <clears throat> so we're on our phones a good portion of the time. And we, anything that we search for on Google tends to have a record and then it pops up on Facebook. Hey, I was just looking for a dog leash and now I've got ads for dog leashes on my Facebook. So it seems to know what you're looking for. Just be cautious and as tempting as it is to click on that ad that pops up on your Facebook feed that says purchase me. Um, be cautious, do your due diligence, go to the website, make sure that it is legitimate, that you know you are familiar um, with some of the stuff, do your research, check the Better Business Bureau, because more often than not that I have seen with my members is that they have provided their credit card, debit card, and next thing you know, they didn't receive their merchandise or they were overcharged. So most importantly, before you jump onto any of those ads that come up on Facebook or any other social media, just make sure to do some research on it. It's 
a great point because there's a lot of companies that like pop up and you're like, wow, that looks really cool. And the marketing is so good. And some of them are very legitimate and some of them are really cool companies, but others, you know, it kind of might not be what it appears to be. And I remember when I ordered, um, so I think I ordered some face masks from this one company and I just did it so quickly. It and I will say I will no, not like, no, like actual masks. Oh, like, I thought it was like, you know, the face mask you put on for like 20 <laughs> minutes and then you peel off or no, I, I mean, I do have those, but like, See? but like regular, like oh, okay, COVID okay. masks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, I will say my tip on that is that if you are in certain apps and you click on those ads and you're like ready to purchase something, like like Heidi said, go to the actual website, look it up, mm-hmm. pull it all up, and then the recommendation recommendation I would make is even if you feel that they're reputable, pay with a service like um, Apple Pay or Google Pay or um, I think also like Amazon does something, PayPal does wow. it. Like pay through a service where your information isn't necessarily being shared. When you pay that way, your data is encrypted and it's a little more secure. And I'm not claiming to be an expert on all these services. So research for yourself. However, that's one tip that I would give. Apple pays amazing. <laughs> it is. And, and your husband your works for Apple. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bias at all. Not at all. No. Plug. <laughs> All right. So thank you both for the really great information. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be returning shortly with our Making It Count Essentials segment. Making It Count is sponsored by Addition Financial. When your want to needs a little know-how, turn to the money experts at Addition Financial. Just like this podcast, they're committed to empowering our community to make the best financial decisions possible. Count them into your financial journey at additionfi.com. Federally insured by the NCUA and an equal housing lender. And we're back for our rapid fire round of questions with Heidi and Rod. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. All right. So the first question. What's the simplest way to be financially prepared for the holiday season? Budget. Open up that bank account. Um, look at what the income comes in to what your expenses are. Uh, get that figured out and then start saving with um, whatever you have left over. Every little bit makes a difference. So I get the fun questions in the essential. So Heidi, what is the best gift you have ever received? So again, Christina, I do have little ones. Um, However, this is not a Christmas gift, but I recently just turned a milestone birthday in September. 30, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can't you tell? (laughs) So um, unfortunately, you know, I'm from the north and my family is not here. So my daughter was so thoughtful that she got the phone numbers of all of my closest friends and family and put together a video of everybody saying happy birthday for me. That's so nice. And that didn't cost her anything. Oh my God. All of your kids are just like so good. And I'm such a rotten person. Also, my questions are kind of fun too, Christina. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, they're like really, yeah, not not really. So uh, now, Rod, back to you. So what's your best bargain shopping tip or holiday hack? I'd say have my wife, but you can't. Um, 
because she's brilliant. But the second would be start shopping in January. We shop through the year to look for the best opportunities and sales. So we're ready to go when December rolls around. Uh, but also when you're shopping in the store, your phone is amazing. You can check best rates. Uh, you can look, you can comparison shop in the store while you're there. If you see something that you want, we do that all the time. And we'll look at that and go, hmm, we get a better price somewhere else and go elsewhere. So use the tech that's available now. I think that's hugely powerful. That's a great tip. And you can actually use a barcode scanner on Amazon's app to compare prices with them. What? Yeah. Just, just wow. saying. Wow. Ask your fun question, All right, Christina. I'm going to ask your fun. Okay, Rod, you ready? Okay, so the popular gift exchange game, do you call it a white elephant gift, a Yankee swap, or a dirty Santa? White depends on who we're with at the time. <laughs> so, don't know what a Yankee swap is. We go white elephant with the family, um, with the older members of the family. It might be a dirty Santa. I, it's just depends on who's there. We try to keep it age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heidi, back to you. Is it a good idea to increase your credit card's limit to afford holiday spending? Oh, well, that's a good question. Again, this really comes down to being smart. Um, again, really increasing, I would say probably not a good idea if you need to, possibly. Um, but again, it's having a plan in place first before you go increasing uh, your credit card limit. All right, this is the most important question, Heidi. Pumpkin spice latte, are you a PSL girl or are you a peppermint mocha frappuccino i am both actually oh. i came in today take a side heidi <laughs> I Come came on. because it goes per the season we're in the fall time now i am all about a psl in the fall winter time i gotta have that peppermint frappuccino i am peppermint mocha frappuccino well actually just peppermint mocha in general all the way and my husband thinks that i'm disgusting for it he's like you oh. are drinking mouthwash oh. i'm like no no it's delicious rod what about you i don't even know what a frappuccino is uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the best person amongst this group just emerged <laughs> uh, but, well if we're talking holiday drinks, I'm hot chocolate with a little scoop of vanilla ice cream. Ooh, that sounds really that. good. I've never done that before. Christina, what are you? Um, it cools it down just enough, makes it creamy. It's marvelous. Ooh. Oh, that sounds so good. I am. I um, am neither of those. I like uh, a salted caramel. So Starbucks brings their salt back during the winter and fall. I don't know why salt is a seasonal thing, but yeah. So I, I like anything salty and sweet. So that's where I'm at. That's so why that you like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was super fun. So thank you, Heidi Holly from Edition Financial and Rod Griffin from Experian. It was such a joy having both of you guys on the podcast today. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Rod, you have a whole YouTube channel with Experian. Can you tell our listeners on how they can go and watch all of your super informative videos? Sure, they can find our YouTube uh, videos at ex.pn slash credit chat live, capital Y, capital T. So credit chat live, YouTube, capital Y, capital T. 
Uh, and we have lots of other resources as well. We're on Periscope. Uh, there will be again live soon, we hope. We're on Twitter, uh, and you can join us for Twitter chats every Wednesday. Uh, you just search hashtag credit chat, and you'll find us there. Uh, and look forward to seeing you. Just stop by our, our social media channels of all sorts, Instagram, uh, you name it, we're there. And I know Lauren will be very happy when I tell everybody that all that information will be in our show notes. So make sure to check that out there. It is a great, wonderful resource. I know I've, I've learned a thing or two from Rod's videos on the um, Experian YouTube page. So thank you again both so much. I'm sure we'll, we'll chat with you more during season two. So thanks for, for being our season one, uh, no, season two, episode one. Yeah, yes. premiere. All right, well, now you know, this is my favorite segment of the show. What, what did, did we, we learn, learn today? So what was the best financial tip that you learned to start for this holiday season? Okay, well, I learned that I'm bad at gift giving and <laughs> that I am very selfish. Now, um, <laughs> I I think Heidi hit on it a couple times very aptly. It's it's really that there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer to some of these things. It's really starting with a plan and knowing what you're going to do going into all this. Um, I think that applies to most things we do when it comes to spending. It's just figuring out your budget, sticking to it. And when you don't stick to it, trying to figure out, you know, how to make up for that. Yeah, I learned I'm, I'm trying to like with my little ones at home, I'm trying to teach them money and and um, how to learn about budgeting your money. So both Rod and Heidi gave me some great tips. And I love to like setting the expectation at the beginning to make sure that they're not disappointed on Christmas morning. And also the year long conversations like Rod was talking about. Talk, I talked to my kids all like in my grandkids all year long about um, money and spending. So I love having that year long conversation to then set up the expectations. I, I will definitely use that for sure. So now it's time to learn how we can make what we learned today count outside of the show by offering some additional resources listeners can check out at any time. So today we have two downloadable guides, not one, but two will, it'll help our listeners focus on navigating the holiday season. So the first one is called the holiday season financial preparation guide for families. And that covers topics that will help you prepare and save for the holidays. So you can have the best and most affordable season yet. That is right. And the second one of those two is the savvy seasonal shopping guide to prevent overspending. It really rolls off the tongue <laughs> that gives you tips to better navigate the spending challenges of the holidays so you can start the new year financially healthy. And then Lauren, our producer, will have to, you know, I have to put this in here. Our listeners can find all of these links to the guides and show notes by visiting Addition Financials Resource Center at additionfi.com slash read. Thank you all for tuning in to Making, Making it, it Count. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. If you learned something new, were inspired to reach your financial goals, or just found us entertaining, please subscribe, share, or rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. And don't worry, we'll be back soon with another new episode of Making, Making It, it Count. Count.